Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sorry, fans. It's been a little while. Uh, you know, for the show. There's so much to catch up on. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, definitely wanted to get you a, like a show before the new before the 22 year is out or finished, and uh, we'll continue uh, the show. Obviously, you know when the new year 23 starts. Um, Definitely wanted to talk about, you know, catch up on some certain things. Obviously, uh, first, we'll we'll start with football. We'll start with uh, the fact that UCLA uh, is playing, uh, finished the season with a 9-3 record. Actually, a little bit better than what we both expected. Uh, what I expected, you know, especially. Um, just happy that they had a really, really good season. And I think the future is going to be bright. We'll get into that a little bit later. But just wanted to talk to you about the season. I would finish. Um, I thought at one point, you know, uh, we had an outside shot of possibly getting into the playoff. Um, you know, with the with the wins we had. But then the awful, awful loss to Arizona hurt us very much kind of took us out of contention and then the heartbreaking loss to SC uh, really took us out of contention. Um, it was one of those games and I, I, I wanted, I'm proud to say I was there at the game. So I felt like it was one I think it was the game of the year, to be honest. Um, I don't think there's, you know, nothing more to be said about it. I think it was the game of the year because, um, you know, like it had, you know, most suspense, two teams that necessarily didn't like each other. Uh, you know, we went up, we went down, you know, it was just a great game. Obviously ended on the wrong short side of the stick, uh, for us, but I just felt like, man, it was, I wish, you know, like I wish those kind of games could just last forever, <laughs> you know, 45, 48, you know, DT has a tremendous game, even though he has some turnovers. I think what they did, uh, you know, as far as bottling up Charbonnet, uh, you know, kind of, I mean, holding him down to 95 yards in the way, um, make, making DTR throw a lot more than probably what he expected. Even though, like I said, he had a great game, you know, threw for over 300 yards, you know, threw for, you know, like four or five touchdowns. I mean, you know, he tremendous, tremendous game. And like I said, I just think that, you know, that just broke. That was just a heartbreaking loss, um, you know. But, you know, we do. And obviously we finished, we finished out the season with a win at Cal. Um, you know, DTR did his thing, had 189 yards. You know, Charbonnet did his thing, had 119 yards. Um, I, you know, for me, I think this, you know, the season was special, special season. Because it wasn't expected for them to be that good, to be honest. I mean, UCLA got as high as, like, I believe, top 10 in the country, you know, as far as football. It was the last time they've been top 10 in the country, you know? Like, they went through a gauntlet 
uh, when they played, you know, Washington, Utah, and Oregon all in a row. And I was like, man, I don't know if they win any game. They could have lost all of them, you know, but they end up beating Washington. I was at that game. They beat when they beat Washington. They end up, I mean, blowing them out, even though Washington came back. They end up handling Utah. And then, obviously, they lost to Oregon. But I, I felt like, man, this, this is a great season. It's one of those seasons where you need to make sure you see uh, you know, you said they're going in the right direction. And I think uh playing uh you know, playing Pitt, you know, in the Tiger Sun Bowl on December 30th, you know, Pitt is a nine and three team. Um eight and four team, I'm sorry. And uh, you know, you said it'd be a nine and three. If you said they get the 10 wins, that's a great season, an awesome season. And you know, I think you know, people are recognizing that. And that's why, you know, in our next subject, we're going to go to talk about a little bit of, you know, the first signing period of recruiting uh, for UCLA football and the fact that they got the number three player in the country um, and more. I think that, you know, like you can't, you can't, you know, imagine how big that is for UCLA to get the number three player in the country to come to UCLA and sign. And that doesn't happen for UCLA a lot. It's probably their highest recruit ever. And, you know, on signing day, I saw a couple of things, you know, think about it. On signing day, national, and this is just the first signing day. National signing day, um, the number one player, in the ESPN 300, number three player in the ES 300, number six player and number 12 player, all going to the Pac-12 or going to SC, UCLA. Now, three of them obviously going to SC, but like you got the number number one quarterback in the country and the number three quarterback in the country going to UCLA and going to USC. That is amazing. You don't see that. You don't see that, you know. Dodd trade more, you know, like I said, he flipped from Oregon to UCLA. And like I said, I, you just don't see that. You don't see that. You don't see that happen too much. You don't see like the number three player in the country and the number one player in the country going to Pac-12 schools. That's, that is an SEC thing, you know? And I definitely feel like that's a great, great sign for UCLA for things to come because I think now you got your quarterback now for the next four or five years. You know, um, it's going to be different, obviously, and it's going to be something that, you know, it's going to be something that I, I feel like, you know, is going to change UCLA, you know, because it's not, this is not just going to be SEC where Alabama gets, uh, you know, Alabama gets, uh, you know, every single big-time quarterback where they have quarterback upon quarterback. And that doesn't happen, you know. Like, the fact that UCLA grabs, you know, the number, like I said, the number the number three quarterback in the country. And they said they had 20 signs, 20 signees, you know, including obviously the number, you know, Dante Moore. They got a four-star wide receiver and Jeremiah McClure. Out of modern day, I, you know, they got 
you know, four-star safety, R.J. Jones out of St. John Bosco. I think they're doing a great job of recruiting in California. Trey Edwards, four-star player out of modern day. I think UCLA is doing a lot, you know, doing a lot for the class. And I think people thought that, you know, Chip was only going to get transfers and things like that. And, yes, did he get some transfers? Um, yes, um, yes, he did get some transfers. But that's not all he got. He got highly touted players, highly touted. You know, um, it's one of those things where you bring in the quarterback, the one quarterback, and he's going to fight. That's after you get the quarterback from Kent State. Uh, Colin Serrity, Sef- I can't think of his name. <laughs> Say his name right. So excuse me, Colin. I, I I'll get your name right. But you know they 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 picked up a guy from Oregon, picked up the tight end from Oregon as a transfer. So you know they got a running back from the military academy. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see you know what happens with both you know USC and UCLA football next year, considering next year is their last year in the in the Pac-12 before they both go to the Big Ten. So. I think, you know, UCLA is in a great spot because they pick up, you know, a quarterback. They have a quarterback of the future, you know, and he's only going to recruit. Like, recruits want to play with recruits, especially in football. You never want you never see a great a great uh, uh, quarterback uh, go to a school with absolutely no weapons. You know, weapons come to him or he goes to school with, you know, some kind of some sort of weapons. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm excited, like I said. Uh, you know, the, the future looks very bright for, you know, for UCLA. The future looks very bright for UCLA and number three. Um, you know, the shock of it, uh, of this recruiting, was the fact that Charbonnet said he, he was thinking about coming back. I was like, with the year he had, I thought for sure he was going to leave. You know, like, you don't have the year he had and then stay, you know. So, I think, you know, running because running backs especially have a short shelf life. And having that short shelf life means that you're not going to be playing, you know, like, you know, 10, 50. You're not going to play 15 years, you know, in the NFL as a running back. You're just not. There's very few uh, Frank Gores. It just is. It's, you know, Frank Gore is one of those last ones to kind of play you know, that long, but he had to, you know, rearrange and change his game and get on the right teams and things like that. So usually what teams do is they'll get a cheaper running back at half the price of the old running back. That's why you see after running backs get their second contract, it's pretty much it, you know. Even if they get to their second contract, it's never like, uh, you know, what what it used to be and it's never, there's nothing like receivers and what, receivers and tight ends get because it's a different game so you know definitely wanted to speak on that and kind of that was the shock you know the fact that he is coming back because he was tremendous this year for UCLA you know he's I, I in my opinion you know even though they gave all the love for the running back from Robinson Texas I felt like Charbonnet was the best running back in the country you know I guess he was big strong fast to do it all you know and so I was I was like, you know, I thought that he was on the best. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I I definitely feel like um, you know, the sky's the limit, like I said, for UCLA. And they're gonna keep going, you know. Um now, 
we're going to move to basketball where uh, UCLA men's team, oh, my gosh, they are killing it. You know, they are killing it in the UCLA men's basketball team. You know, coming off, they beat in a, in a week where they beat, you know, people thought they was going to struggle this year after losing to Illinois and Baylor. But, you know, now they've beaten Kentucky. They went into – they had the best week, you know, one of the best weeks I've seen uh, under Coach Cronin. You know, the they went to Maryland and just destroyed them in Maryland. And Maryland was a top 20 team. You know, Maryland was a top 20 team. And they were, you know, they went into Maryland and just destroyed them, beat them easily, handily by 20. And then on that Saturday, they uh, won. They won. They beat Kentucky, you know. And then they came back and won their last home game. But those are like those those home games is right before a break. It's just one of those you play a team just to kind of, you know, right before a break so you don't have 12 days of no games. And you see that, okay, you know, like we're just trying to get a break. Now they obviously they had a break. You know, Christmas is up. They'll be playing sometime this week, um, you know, to get back on track, to kind of get back to where they were going. I mean, they they have been – UCLA has been killing it. Jaime Hawkins leading, leading the team in scoring at like 18 a game. Um, I He's playing like a pro. That's what he's doing. You know, I think that what he's done – it's kind of showed the team like I'm get on my back. I'm the guy, you know, and it started, you know, basically after the Baylor loss, you know, I mean, start killing, you know, they won, you know, they won eight in a row. Now um, they're up to number 11. They're back down to number up to number back down to number 11. And you know, what I've noticed is that honestly, Bailey has gotten better. You know, Amon Bailey is really starting to play better. Like he's 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 gotten better. Everybody's gotten better. For all the freshmen, he's gotten better. You know, um, and they're starting to play a little bit more under control of the team. Uh, you know, you can't speed them up because Kentucky was so athletic. If they would have gotten to a fast break game with them, they would have gotten in trouble. But since they did it, you know, they what they did was a smart thing: slow the game down and win the game in a half court setting. So I definitely feel like what you what Nick Cronin got the team and you know is rebounding, playing hard, the big men are playing hard, bonus playing better. He's staying out of foul trouble. Um he's staying out of foul trouble, even though he wasn't foul trouble in Kentucky game, but he's playing better. Like I said, bonus playing better. And I just think that overall they're playing better. You know, I definitely feel that they can they can go far in the tournament because there's no dominant teams. You know, there's no dominant teams. I don't think, you know, that's just me. There's no dominant teams, uh, you know, in NCAA. I mean, you know, Houston's good. Uh, Purdue's good. Uh, I think Arizona's number five now. So, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think Arizona. I think they're good, but I don't think they're that good. Um, So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I think if you said it keeps going through Jaime getting his 17 a game, uh, right at 17 a game, uh, 17, six rebounds, two assists, two steals almost, uh, you know, a, a block, you know, shooting, you know, 55% from the field. He needs to get the, the three-point percentage up a little bit better, but he's doing better. And Clark, 
Obviously, second of the team is scoring, averaging about 16 a game, 15.7. And then you got Tiger, you know, uh, at around 14 a game. So, like, I, I would love to see Amari. He's at 9.5 right now. I would love to see him get around that 13 range. And if he can get to that 13 range, I think he can start, you know, doing some doing some damage. Um, I think, you know, Bono's getting better, but he needs to rebound better. He's only getting about four or five rebounds a game. The fact that Clark is leading the team in rebounds, there's a problem. Bono needs to average about eight to nine rebounds a game at that center position if they want to go as far as they, we want them to go. Um, also, I feel like, you know, for them to keep getting better on the outside shooting, right now Singletary is just, you know, Singleton is just, you know, he's a sniper, you know. Uh, he's a he's actually a 50-90-50 guy. You know, he's averaging, he's at 50%, you know, shooting 50% from the field, 90% from the free throw, and 52% from the three. Is that, it's sometimes that to a point where I don't even know if, if he if he misses, I'm shocked. That's how he shoots. That's how good he shoots. You know, he's leading, he's obviously the best in the team in, in field goal percentage. He's the best in the Pac-12 in field goal percentage from the three. You know, and it's not like he's shooting one three a game. He's shooting multiple threes, so he's doing his thing. I think him averaging double figures helped UCLA so much until Bailey comes along and starts averaging double figures. Bailey starts to average double figures, they would have five guys in double figures. You know, and then Bona maybe can possibly move it up to around 10 points a game. But the fact that they have four guys at double figures, this shows the balance of the team, you know. And like I said, I don't think any team is that special to where they, they could just dominate UCLA. So... I think UCLA got to get, you know, um, got to keep that grind going. But I'm not worried about that because Coach Cronin is going to keep their grind and keep their motor going. Now that we're moving into the Pac, you know, the Pac-12, Pac-12 season, um, starting at Washington State on the 30th, which is Saturday, I believe. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. So yeah, Friday, Friday. So, they, you know, they're playing on Friday, then they play on the first against, at, you know, at Washington State, then at Washington on the first. So, like I said, we're going to just start rolling. And then we're home against SC, you know, SC and then Utah. So, you know, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to, we're going to go right to that. I can't wait to play SC because I'm, I'm going to invite my friend Sam Clancy uh, from SC to the game, so I can just taunt them a little bit, you know, just taunt them just a little bit, you know, when it's, when you see how they wins. <laughs> so, yeah, but like I said, I just wanted to kind of, you know, I know, you know, I, you know, I didn't go through each game thoroughly, but I definitely wanted to get a show out before, uh, before the before the year ended. Like I said, um, so we you know, you know. Coming up in twenty, you know, twenty twenty-three, uh it's gonna be a little bit different, you know, uh for you know, but it, it might go back to the same with me and Sam, but it might be a little different. So we'll see. Um, but I definitely I, I don't want you guys to forget about us because <laughs> it's been a little while. It's been about almost it's been over a month. It's been like seven weeks. So definitely wanted to get a get an episode out, kind of talk about the end of the football season, how the great season is. Uh, the next time we'll talk about the bowl game, which is coming up this week uh, against Pitt. I think, um, you know, 
this this send you know DTR and all the seniors that, that are going out on a bang on a high note. Um, you don't want them to lose a last game at UCLA. You know, you want to get them to go out wins. You get ten wins in the season. It's a great accomplishment. There's not too many teams that get multiple. You know, multiple. Uh, nah, I was gonna say ten win seasons. You know, when's the last ten win season in UCLA? It's probably been a while. Um, so yeah, definitely. And like I said, you know, UCLA men's team is rocking. Even UCLA women's team is rocking. I think you know, like I said, they're they rocking and 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 they're up there as well. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about them in the next in the next episode. Um, you know how they should have beat South Carolina. Like like I said, like things are going really well for UCLA this year, especially in men's, women's basketball, such a basketball. I think it could be something really really special. You know, possibly Final Four men and women, <laughs> or at least Elite Eight men and women. So yeah. But I want to say thank you for listening. I know I appreciate it. Like I said, thank you. Uh, uh, I, like I said, I'll, I'll be getting back on it, you know, back on the episodes. Um, you can follow me at Travis W. Reed on Instagram. That's Travis W. R. E. E. D. And then on Travis W. Reed on Facebook, I post all my social media on both, on both sites. And so, like I said, I'll be posting about this show uh probably tomorrow so um yeah you know we're gonna post about it you know so so we're gonna get it out there so we make sure we get out there before either tomorrow or next day uh so we're gonna make sure we get it out there so we can um you know like i said pump up the show get the show back get this train back rolling again you know um and like i said look for the future things more to come um like I said, uh, follow me at Travis W. Reed. That's R-E-E-D. And Travis W. Reed on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.